0: Welcome to Leadership Matters on WNTI.org, the voice of Centenary University. Good evening. I'm Tim Fredericks, along with my co-host, Fran Gavin. And we welcome you to the studio for this edition of Leadership Matters, continuing in our series of shows that are curated by our doctoral students here at Centenary University. This evening, our show is being uh, curated by doctoral student Lakshmi Viragante, And at this point, I'm going to turn the program over to Lakshmi to introduce our guests. Lakshmi. Thank you, Dr. Fredericks.
1: Good evening. This evening, we have a special guest, Narani Ayer. Narani Ayer is a special education math teacher in Trenton Public Schools for the past 10 years. As a passionate educator and an aspiring administrator, she constantly looks to find opportunities to improve quality of education optimize the teaching and learning process by leveraging modern technological tools and research methods to make smart decisions. She is currently doing her doctoral program in organizational leadership with an emphasis in special education from Grand Canyon University. She loves analyzing data and helps schools analyze the data which they use on a regular basis using charts, thus identifying areas of concern in a timely fashion to improve student learning. She loves gardening, cooking, hiking, and camping. Welcome to leadership at Centenary University and thank you for joining us, Ms. Ayer.
2: My pleasure, Lakshmi.
1: I'm going to ask you a few questions. Could you tell us how would you define PD in your own words, teacher professional development?
2: Yes, as you said, teacher PD stands for professional development for teachers. So learning is a never ending journey, especially in this ever changing world after the pandemic and even before the pandemic, right? Mm -hmm. As educators, teachers expand their knowledge, sharpen their skills through various workshops, either arranged by their own district or by other organizations, or sometimes we even do go for online seminars. And this is exactly teacher professional development. And I think it's a great way to keep up with emerging research on teaching methodologies and also new approaches to students. Um, this also allows teachers to collaboratively share, learn, uh, brainstorm together. So, in a recent PD on building fluency in math, right, led by one of the professors from Rowan University, Dr. Eric Milo, he's also uh, a co-author of the book Envision Mathematics, which most of the districts are using now. I remember how he emphasized the way we assess our students. He showed us a simple puppy chase game to build fraction sense. While the content fraction was not new to me as a math teacher, but the delivery, the approach to build fluency was very different. So teaching math through games for this generation kids who are all gamers. So overall, I believe the PDs promote the growth and continuous improvement of the teachers and also gives room for student learning. But in addition to all of these factors, every state has certain mandated PD hours for teachers to do every year. In New Jersey, we have to do 20 hours per year.
1: That's wonderful, thank you for sharing. Uh, You almost answered my second question, which is what makes a good PD or what's critical when you're providing PD to teachers?
2: Great. I would say PD should align with the first and foremost, it should align with school and district goals. Also, relevancy is very important just for convenience. When teachers are all off during the same time, you don't want to put all the teachers who are off during that block and ask them to do uh, a random topic. Right. So it should be relevant to what they are teaching, not just for convenience purpose. So, for example, uh, everybody should be looking at their district strategic goals. Uh, These are returned by the district leadership team. They are typically returned for three to five years. They will have key factors on which the district is focusing and the school will have their own goals. So each of the teachers PD should be aligning apart from what the teacher wants to learn it should also align to the school and the district goal. For example, in Trenton we have student achievement as one of the first goals in strategic uh, planning. Also community engagement and partnership is a big thing this year. Uh, So any of the PDs that teachers would like to attend or should get approval for uh, attending, it should always align with uh, the school and the district goals. And another thing is follow-up on the PD is a key factor to find out, you know, what's working, what's not, um, is it being implemented? Uh, the right way, or uh, are changes being made to what was uh, taught in the PD or what was discussed? Is there any room for improvement? Uh, what is the pushback from the teacher's end, from the student's end, etc.? Unless there is a follow-up on the PDs, those PDs are not, uh, you know, beneficial. Learning best practices and actually practicing best practices are equally important in a PD. And hence, I'm saying follow-up is a must in every PD. Uh, In addition, modeling or highlighting a class, which is already incorporating, say what was discussed in the PD is also vital since this shows that something specific, that particular methodology works or one can make it work. And this is especially helpful for teachers who may have fear in implementing what was discussed in the PD. So if you show them a model class which is being successful in incorporating the techniques discussed in the PD, the other teachers might uh, have, you know, you'll have buy-in from other teachers to do that.
1: That's wonderful, Nadia. What are some of the things you think you want to add to what's being offered currently at our district?
2: Um, Currently, our district offers PDs on uh, social-emotional learning. This is something, especially after the pandemic, we have been uh, getting a lot of PDs on uh, social emotional learning. And also we have uh, regular academic PDs focusing on the specific content you're working in, right? Mm -hmm. But what I see missing is teacher leadership PDs. We often hear teachers who say, I'm only a teacher and I can only do so much. Or in other words, I have limited capacity. So we are not giving that tool of leadership to the teachers who can do actually wonders with the students. They can definitely do wonders with the school goals, with the district goals, but people don't realize that. While everyone look at teachers as key players in the students' academic achievement alone, very few look at them as leaders to bring in the change that is needed. Most of the times, teachers don't get recognized when they take informal leadership roles. So teacher led PDs are a great way to start this. I would like to see teacher leadership as a collective endeavor that engages a lot of teachers, not just a few. For example, we do have a school leadership team in every school with few teachers, right? But I miss to see the involvement of more teachers to collaboratively work with colleagues. It's if you have a school leadership team or a school improvement team, It's just four or five teachers every year right and there is no collaboration between the other teachers other than a simple email stating that is there any concern that you may have Uh, that is the amount of involvement i see in most of the schools so teacher leaders should be able to walk into other teachers classrooms they should be able to observe the pedagogy they should be involving in decision making in schools uh, in also a research by, I think it was by Sills and Malford. he They say that one cannot create conditions for the productive development of the students if those conditions do not exist for teachers. How are we going to uh, make a productive development for the students when we ourselves don't have it? So this is something we have to ponder on and we should uh, get more teacher leadership PDs. And also recently, um, a few weeks before, a superintendent showed us all a documentary. I was actually shocked to hear the experiences from young adults in that documentary. And even more shocking was to learn that one of the young adults was my former student. I couldn't recognize him because it's been six or seven years, but later one of the teachers told me that this is a student that I taught. So I was very shocked. I went home with a heavy heart And I started to self-reflect on some of the times where I could have been more tolerant or made my interactions more thoughtful. As I said in the beginning, learning never ends for anyone. So working in an urban school especially, I would like to see PDs on trauma-informed teaching strategies. So research shows that two-thirds of the children in the US have experienced at least one type of childhood trauma. Trauma is one of the biggest challenges that we are seeing among students now. So how do educators give supportive feedback to reduce that negative thinking? While there are some others who do not still know how to handle their own emotions, how are we going to teach students to do that? How do we prevent misunderstandings which arise due to this? How can we be proactive? How can we be responsive to student needs? Or how can teachers employ thoughtful interactions. Um, How do we solve all these issues, right? So I would like to see PDs more on trauma-informed teaching strategies. Also, cross-curricular PDs are very, very few in nature. We get to see one here and there. Uh, For example, we had a PD uh, last week on integrating arts and math. I could not attend that PD since we had a mandated PD from the math department. So I was especially interested since I'm teaching geometry this semester because that was all about mandala. How do you decorate your hallways? It might uh, sound very simple, but there is a lot of symmetry. There is a lot of rotational symmetry involved uh, in creating mandalas. You can take that to any extent possible in uh, with geometry standards. Similarly, in arts, we can easily integrate high school art standards in that. So I would like to also see the cross-curricular PDs more um, um, in my district. Sometimes I see general ed teachers um, struggle handling a student with disability. Being a special education teacher, um, I don't expect them to um, solve things as, or handle things as a special education teacher does. But uh, if there is a situation uh, that can be deescalated, the general ed teacher should be knowing that you don't have to have a special education degree to do that. So I feel we should have more PDs uh, on how to understand, how to help special needs students succeed in class. I think that's also a key area that we always uh, tend to overlook. So in addition, PDs do not have to be in uh, academic nature all the time. For example, we had a, a team building PD where we had to work with other teachers who we rarely see in such a big building, or we we didn't we could we, we don't see teachers from other schools very often. So it was actually fun and it was very relaxing interacting with other teachers. I would like to see more PDs like this one too. So there's a long wish list from my side for PDs.
1: That's a good list, and uh, it's exciting. And hopefully, our district will get some. Um, The next question is, uh, how would you utilize the feedback? I know you keep saying feedback, so we do give feedback after the PD. So how would you utilize that?
2: So firstly, the teachers should be asked um, to produce a report of the PD after they attend, right? So it can be things like how, where, when things can be implemented, what do you need, do you need just time? Do you need uh, monetary uh, uh, things? What needs to be done, um, you know, so that the teacher can turn key the PD? So first, that needs to be um, found. So teacher should produce a report of the PD, and if the administrators find it relevant to their population of students, then they should set up a date so teachers can turn key the PD to their colleagues within a reasonable time frame. Simply because. We all know that knowledge shared is knowledge squared. So Also, it allows teachers to collaboratively look at things and bring new perspective for things. For example, like I might have attended a PD and I might be sharing how I see it was helpful to me, how we can implement this in our classes keeping children first. Whereas another teacher might look at it in a totally different perspective and suggest other places, other ways where we can implement it. Or I may not have thought about one of the challenges that might arise and my colleagues might be able to jump in and point that out. So last but not the least, a follow-up, as I said before, how it's being implemented should be definitely done. It may not work with certain set of students, but still it is very important for that follow-up for the PD.
1: So do you believe in uh, out of district PDs or do you believe in sending teachers out with uh, spending money on it?
2: So I would say that, uh, good question. I would say that um, not necessarily we have to send teachers out of district. If we can find what other districts are offering, We can be smart enough to send a group of teachers and then turnkey the same PDs to the whole teachers or a few of the administrators can find out what's going on. And we do have a lot of online PDs too. Uh, There are a lot of colleges which offer, there are a lot of organizations which offer. So administrators can actually visit and see what they're offering and then they can turnkey to teacher leaders or vice principals and then vice principals in turn to teacher leaders teacher leaders in turn to the department or grade level so you know we want to save the cost we can do that but if there are certain pds which are really hard for uh, you know turnkeying, or you want certain teachers um, to take their time off if you if you have enough teachers in your district if you can afford that um, you can still send teachers but i don't see that as a necessity um, as i said there are other smart ways of uh, getting the information from the other organizations outside the district and turn
1: so do you think it improves the morale of the teachers if we keep on supporting by pd is it uh, how is it uh, helping morale with teachers
2: definitely def- definitely it, ha- it helps uh, increase the morale of the teachers uh, i feel more equipped when I go for a PD, I'm definitely learning something. I can never say at any point of time, I know everything in this world, right? It's a big ocean. We are just tiny drops in it. So definitely there is some takeaway for every teacher, every person who attend a PD. So it is definitely, it is a morale booster. Uh, it makes me feel more equipped. I feel I'm a more effective teacher. And when I implement it, when I succeed in that, and when I see the changes, that is uh, student achievement or beat anything. When I see positive changes in that, I'm really happy. And I really, uh, I have more buy-in that like I have, I put more efforts uh, and I'm a happy teacher. So the class looks happy, the student uh, do very well.
1: That's good. That's a good insight you have given, Ms. Iyer.
2: Do you remember any
1: recent PDs which you really loved, smiled with colleagues and enjoyed it?
2: <laughs> so I should say the PD which we had last week um, with the district, it was a great district initiative. Uh, They put all the teachers working in the district in one big building. We had different PDs uh, according to the grade level um, uh, content and uh, things like that. But we also had some fun part where we had some team building activities which uh, in the beginning, everybody thought uh, how it would turn out, but it was it turned out to be great. And we got to know other teachers. We were uh, dancing. We were, we were having fun, relaxing. And once I came out of that um, place after doing three team building activities, I felt really great. I felt, oh, why are we not doing this every day? So I really wanted to do more PDs like that. But I have also enjoyed um, math PDs uh, with several of math PDs which I've attended. One thing um, stands out for me, and that was the PD which uh, made me actually register for my doctoral in Grand Canyon. So this PD was uh, done by a um, um, regional achievement center coach in New Jersey. Uh, it was an eye-opener for me, truly. I changed my way of teaching algebra from then. So a PD on teaching algebra through conceptual understanding and not through procedural methods. In the beginning, I was so resistant to that. And I said, I have been taught algebra throughout from my childhood. And I did not want to change my way of, uh, uh, you know, teaching algebra, but, uh, Later, I realized it was so easy for my students who are uh, in resource room classes. I teach uh, students with disabilities, so they were picking up like anything, and that's when I started believing, oh, this finally oh. works. Ms. Uh, Ms.
1: Meyer, uh, we appreciate you being with us, and thank you so much for your insight. Thank you, Lakshmi.
0: We'll take a, a, a short commercial break. You're listening to WNTI.org, the voice of Centenary University. Welcome back to Leadership Matters on WNTI.org, the voice of Centenary University. Tim Fredericks here in studio with Fran Gavin, uh, my co-host, and uh, welcoming Lakshmi uh, Vorgante in and uh, as one of our doctoral students who has curated this show. And uh, without further ado, I will turn it right back over to Lakshmi. Thank you, Dr. Fredericks. This evening,
1: we have a special guest, Dr. Tilo Tamabos. Dr. Tila Tama is currently the vice-principal of the Academy of Visual and Performing Arts in Trenton Central High School. As an alumni of the Teacher of the Global Classroom, which is presently Fulbright program, her professional practice is focused on empowering the youth with a future-forward education. Her research focus is on classroom instructional practices that intentionally support social and emotional learning, conducting teacher observations and evaluations, providing purposeful feedback, facilitating professional development, and engaging in critical conversation with stakeholders are some of her current responsibilities as a school administrator. Welcome to Leadership Matters at Centenary University, and thank you for joining us, Dr. Bose. Thank you, Lakshmi. I have a few questions regarding the teacher professional development. This is one of the topics, uh, very hot topic, especially nowadays when we are finding hard — difficulty to find good teachers, and we want to support the teachers who we have in our district. So my first question would be, in your own words, how would you define professional development? I, I see a lot of definitions all over, but would you define, please?
3: so um i look at the working definition for me uh, of professional development is any activity any learning uh any engagement in the professional learning space that enhances uh, current professional practices or teaches uh teachers something new uh about current professional practices that they can implement in their classrooms um, I know I am uh, defining it rather narrowly, but I'm keeping it uh, in the context of teacher practices in classrooms as far as the definition of professional development goes in this context.
1: Wonderful. You are a former teacher and administrator, so you are seeing things with a different lens, which is wonderful that you joined us today and sharing your uh, what you see in classrooms. So my next question is, how would you recommend PDs to teachers? So would you just recommend based on their years of experience? Or would you recommend, would you recommend um, based on the content they're teaching? How would you recommend, Dr. Bose?
3: So um, if I am to understand your question, are you asking um, how would I design professional development? Or uh, how am I go- what kind of professional development am I going to recommend for teachers? Can Thank you me. clarify please? Yes.
1: So how would you design, like when you're planning to provide professional development, I when, when the PD days are coming, how as an administrator, how do you plan to provide PDs?
3: So um, you know, uh, the practice has always been to survey the teachers, mm-hmm. to identify their needs, um, on what they would on what topics they would like professional development. Um to focus on. Uh, The other piece also is, of course, based on our teacher evaluations and observations, our conversations with teachers. So, there are two uh, pieces to it. So, both these pieces um, fuel the design um, of the professional development plan.
1: That's wonderful that you are looking into teacher needs. That's a great uh, factor to consider. My next question would be, what makes a good PD? We all talk, we all remember good PDs for a long time. So what what's the critical when you're providing PD to teachers?
3: Um, so I'm going to just uh, share a little anecdote with you. Sure. Uh, when I was teaching several years ago, there was a particular PD which talked about class management. And by that time, Uh, we were saturated with different facilitators coming and talking about class management. And given that we were in the setting that we were in, uh, in uh, an urban setting, we did not find some generic PD pretty uh, useful at all. Um, Then one day, there was a facilitator who came in and really kept it in context of urban education and gave us pieces that we could easily implement in the classroom and from that experience um, I have uh, you know as as a teacher and as an administrator I always keep it in mind that a professional development is as useful as the ability of the teachers to turnkey it and to use it in the classroom otherwise it just becomes a lecture uh, just you know some kind of a seminar Um, a cerebral seminar without any practical use. So to me, that is one of the um, biggest indicators of how successful or how meaningful professional development sessions are, how easily can teachers take that information and use it immediately in the classroom.
1: That's wonderful. And thank you for mentioning that um, teachers attending really improves the quality of the instruction Thank you. And uh, do you believe in teacher-led PDs or uh, do you only believe in sending outside or bringing somebody in? That's your opinion.
3: I am a big advocate of teacher-led PDs because, you know, the teachers are in the classroom. They are the experts. They are um, they have been practicing their craft in the context of the school and its environment. And they have valuable information um, that they can share with their colleagues. I do believe in homegrown professional development. I do believe that uh, there is enough expertise uh, amongst teachers to share that with their colleagues. Uh, I believe that professional development, there is value in bringing in new ideas and external facilitators uh, to give a fresh perspective. But uh, I do believe that the most value comes when teachers engage in these critical conversations with their own colleagues
1: that's wonderful and as you mentioned conversations so i i do remember as a teacher in our district i do fill the uh, feedback forms after i attend uh, pd's so as an administrator uh, i'm sure you have seen the feedback forms so how would you utilize that like what do you do with the feedback forms could you share something about that please
3: so we do look at the feedback form when it was a school based now as you know that uh, you know the trenton pd sessions have been totally centralized and the central leadership looks at it but when it was a school based when we received the feedback forms we did, did look at uh, we did look at the responses to uh, direct our our planning so uh there was, uh, we had to, of course, uh, take out the outliers uh, and look at what uh, teachers were telling us whether, not only about whether they liked the PD or not, or liked the PD format, uh, the responses told us if the PD was really making a difference or if we need to shift focus uh, to a different, uh, not an approach, but to different other elements that they needed help with.
1: That's amazing that you shared. What are some of the things you think you want to add to what's being currently offered in
3: our district? I do want to bring it back to the high school where teachers have more of a voice mm-hmm. um, in let you know in defining what professional development should look like because it is their needs that we are fulfilling, and if we don't know what they are. Uh, and what they're asking for and what is working for them, then the PDs are quite useless, frankly. Um, so, uh, you know, at this point, the first thing is I would like the professional development to be more, uh, in any district, across the nation, across the world, PD. the PDs should be defined by teacher needs, and it should uh, have a strong teacher voice and advocacy. So that's what I would... Uh, I don't know if that answers your question, but yes, that's I, what I'm thinking you, of when you talk about uh, new, uh, uh, different approaches to professional development.
1: That's right. Yes, you did answer my question. That's a wonderful answer. I'm moving on to my next question. Sometimes I believe that teacher morale increases as we keep supporting them, providing more teacher professional I mean, development. However, there I've seen some teachers don't attend. Do you think those who don't attend are losing something or are they missing any opportunity of learning? What's your opinion? on that?
3: Well, that depends on the professional development being provided, right? Yeah. So, um, if the professional development sessions are worthwhile and meaningful, then the teachers who are not attending are obviously losing out on engaging purposefully. If teachers continue to see that the professional developments, development sessions hold no meaning for them, obviously teacher attendance is going, going to uh, decrease. Therefore, I do not see, I do not connect attendance to a teacher's ability to teach or their strengths or their uh, role as a professional. Um, so yes, there is contractual obligations. Uh, in some districts, which have to be met. But um, I do not see attendance per se as a reflection of their strength as a teacher. I do think attendance is a reflection of the professional development, effectiveness of the professional development plan of the district, more so, actually. Wonderful.
1: My, I just want to know, like, uh, do we... Uh, believe in providing more PD for some areas, for example, testing areas, you know, EL and math is always testing areas. So, I have seen so many money putting in those. So, do you believe in putting uh, more professional development in one some areas than the other areas? What's your opinion on that?
3: Definitely. Uh, some areas will require more professional development, again, based on teacher needs and what teachers say um, I do not believe that those that necessarily translates to providing more PD for tested content, um, you know, um, just in just to anchor this idea of what I'm saying, um, coming from an Asian, we we Asian country, we know what testing looks like and hardcore. Uh, testing which really defines our path forward, national-level testing that we start giving from a 10th grade. Um, that is not the kind of testing that happens in this country. Uh, so there is an essential difference between that. I do not think that PD and testing testing areas are necessarily connected or should be. PD should be only based on... Um, areas where teacher has identified as uh, a need for themselves.
1: It's amazing that you share a global perspective of testing. That's wonderful, Dr. Bose. Um, have you recently at any time enjoyed any PD? You laughed, you smiled, you shared ideas with your colleagues at administrative level or at teachers level?
3: So one of the professional developments that um, I turned key is on social and emotional learning, um, which uh, is a prepackaged one provided by the district. Even in those sessions, there is some opportunity for me to uh, go off script. Um, And I have, so I can't, I'm not talking about enjoying it, but because of the content, obviously, but I've seen that when there is a scope for teachers to engage um, honestly and for for them to uh speak their truth there is definitely more teacher engagement um than just uh uh just a one-way unilateral uh unilateral decisions or just a one-way um approach to pd where someone is just talking and the other person is just uh and the and the whole audience is just listening Mm -hmm. uh that doesn't that that really doesn't uh, help.
1: Yes, yes, I, I have been to those kind of PDs. and my this piggybacks to my next question, which is, I, I, in my previous district, I've been to PD with for a new curriculum. They only gave a PD for only one shot and never came back. Have you ever experienced those kind of like? Uh, do you believe in continuous
3: PD? PD has to be continuous. Uh, It cannot be a one shot PD, right? Unless it's something technical. But even then, there has to be follow up sessions. It has to be continuing conversations, Uh, especially in education, because it's a very fluid area. It's a dynamic area, dynamic space. Uh, Students are changing. Curriculum is changing. Our approach to instruction uh, is changing. So it just, nothing can be just one shot. It has to be. Uh, there has to be repeated sessions which add value, not just continuously repeating something and, you know, beating the same drum and no one is, like, no one is moving forward. But it has to be something which adds value, but it has to have some level of continuity.
1: That's amazing that you shared great ideas about professional development, Dr. Bose. You have any final thoughts? We have two minutes, so I, I would like to hear any anything your personal thoughts. Uh, or stories related to professional development, or anything you want to share? Final thoughts?
3: So, you know, um, it's an interesting subject. Like, we, uh, professional development and how to design professional development and what teachers need and teacher voice um, are so interconnected. So, my final thoughts just sharing um, uh, that is giving teachers the voice they need, uh, letting them know why. Uh, we are providing that professional development, giving them context, uh, justifying it, because at the end of the day, the goal of professional development is to ensure that teachers are really uh, getting value from it. It's just not a tick mark on what the district needs to do. So I hope that, um, you know, as we learn more, as we uh, expand our horizons, as we try to make teaching and learning more meaningful, more contemporary, keeping up with the times, um, that PD is authentic. So those are my final thoughts. That's wonderful. You you mentioned the word
1: authentic. I like, uh, I always say that is it um, related to the teacher needs? Or is it really touching what they need? That's wonderful, Dr. Bosio shared. Um,
0: Well, this is a good opportunity to uh, take a break and uh, uh, acknowledge the uh, interesting contributions of Dr. Bose here. Uh, We'll take a a short commercial break. You're listening to WNTI.org, the voice of Centenary University. And we're back on Leadership Matters, WNTI.org, the voice of Centenary University, here in the studio with My co-host, Fran Gavin, I'm Tim Fredericks, uh, along with our doctoral student curating tonight's show, Lakshmi Varagante. And we will turn it right back over to Lakshmi to introduce our final segment. This
1: evening, we have a special guest, Shanika Allen. Shanika is a math teacher at Trenton Public Schools. Shanika has been teaching for 20 years as a middle school teacher with experience in teaching math, science, and social studies. She taught grades four to eight and has been in general education, special education, and bilingual classes. While at TBS, she has taken on extra roles, including school administration, after school programs, and clubs. In her free time, Shanika enjoys reading and cooking. Welcome to Leadership Matters at Centenary University, and thank you for joining us, Shanika. Thank you for having me. Uh, today, with the most uh, important and um, interesting topic, teacher professional development. As you know, um, during this time when we are not having uh, enough teachers in the classrooms, we would like to support the teachers who we have in our district. So I would like to ask you if you can just man- like explain in your own words what you mean by teacher professional development.
3: Oh. <laughs> Um, well,
4: professional development of course is giving um us as teachers an opportunity to collaborate, to grow, to um better understand curriculum, better understand um different uh programs and products that they're putting in our classrooms and help try to understand the company's take on how to utilize it for best practices in our classrooms. So a lot of the professional, op- the, the professional development opportunities that I like to take advantage of, are ones that will best serve my students and help me better um, communicate um, the standards in my classroom. That's wonderful that you said,
1: and you re- relating to classroom. I, you're almost answering my next question. Mm-hmm. How often, would you recommend? Do you often? Do, would you recommend? At the beginning of the new curriculum or how often do you would you would like to see professional development?
4: Well, we're introducing a new curriculum. It to me, in my opinion, I think it would be um, more beneficial if we were offered professional development prior to implementing the new curriculum. Um, the most uncomfortable positions I've been in in education is to have to implement um, some new textbook, some new program, and I just learned the program a day before or a couple of hours before I actually have to put it in front of children. It's very frustrating for teachers who um build their career on build on being prepared and um understanding what they have to do when they before they go before their students and then to be thrown PD for a new curriculum Days before they are supposed to be in front of their most valuable audience. Um, so I would prefer that PD comes into practice, um, if not um, uh, at least a month before implementation, if, if they know prior, if they know three or four months prior to, and kind of like um, prep teachers, even if it's, you know, twice a month or Um, Having like full on PD days for two or three days straight so that teachers can become acclimated with the program, very comfortable with it. That would be beneficial. And then periodically throughout for, um, you know, checks and balances, talk about what works, how it could work better for us throughout the school year. Once the program is implemented, that would be beneficial as well.
1: That that's wonderful that you mentioned the word acclimated. So along the lines, I wonder, Pd affects teacher morale. So what's your opinion?
4: Yes, it does affect our morale. When. Uh, uh, Happy teachers are confident when they walk into a classroom they're confident they're um they're uh, prepared they understand what they um the messages that have they have to convey throughout the new text or throughout the new program um so when professional development is thrown at us and um if it's for a new curriculum, if it's last minute of course. We're not going to be happy about that. If it's a professional development program that has nothing to do with what we're currently doing in the classroom or doesn't speak to us as teachers, if it's um, a program that doesn't necessarily speak to our students, um, it definitely affects our morale because we feel as if you're wait- that it's, it's a waste of our time. And we can be—we uh, would rather spend our time getting to know— either grading or getting to know the curriculum better on our own. So, it definitely affects morale.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Thank you. And in a positive way. Is that correct?
4: Um, No. <laughs> well, it all depends. Okay. It can affect it in a positive way if it's implemented in a way where it will give us time to digest. And then we can also see ourselves um, actually... Um, Teaching whatever the professional development or implementing the professional development um, in our classrooms with fidelity, mm-hmm. that would be a great thing. Or um, if it would help us help our students, um, that would be um, implementing professional development in a very positive way. But oftentimes, that's not the case.
1: So that takes me to the next question, which is, what makes a good PD for teachers? What's critical when you are designing or providing PD?
4: Um, well, I'm glad you asked me that, because just last Wednesday, when we had our district-wide professional development, um, initially, the professional development that the middle school math teachers were um, supposed to experience with the um, textbook company um, started out with a conversation that was very general, very basic, and had nothing to do with um the students that we see and how it would um, help us better implement the program um in our classrooms and the fact that the presenter read the room and was flexible enough to um uh modify the conversation to best to better support us. That made an amazing PD for us because we had to spend three or four hours with this individual. And he noticed that within 30 minutes, we started to check out because the conversation that he initially prepared for had uh, really no basis for us. So that's one example of a professional development experience that I took uh, that I took as an amazing experience and that was the first time in a very long time that's wonderful
1: that you enjoyed PD recently Mm -hmm. Uh, what's your opinion about teacher-led pds does it always have to be sending outside teachers or can that be teacher-led pds too
4: oh no i love teacher-led pds i'm a i'm a teacher who's led pds Mm -hmm. um i think we have um, like a plethora of GAs that surrounds us every day. We all have amazing things to bring to the table and we all have amazing methods um, because a lot of us have experience um, and have experiences in the classroom. I know in my building alone, I think uh, we have one or two first year teachers, but for the most part, most, many of the teachers have been teaching for at least 10 to 15 years. So we have a lot of different, we a lot of different things in our toolbox that we can offer one another that'll be phenomenal. And I think we need more of that mm-hmm. because it starts to build camaraderie. It builds trust. It builds friendships, um, collegiate relationships, which um, enhances the the teaching experience from a professional standpoint. That's so I think a, they're amazing. Yes.
1: I'm glad you mentioned collegial relationships have you ever because you are a teacher and you when you are providing professional development to teachers have you encountered any challenges because sometimes i feel like a, a teacher telling a teacher is different than an administrator telling a teacher so what what's your idea about that
4: it can be challenging um it's, it's challenging because sometimes they feel like, well, you're no better than I am. You're a teacher just like I am. So what can you offer? Or they'll look at um, certain other teachers as, oh, well, you're younger than I am and I've been doing this forever and how could you teach me anything? Um, but And I've come across that in my professional experience. But I think what's important is making sure you remain professional and making sure that you stay on task. And um, in some way, if you know there's going to be some kind of combativeness, try to build a relationship. And if even if you can't foster a relationship, um, just stay professional and convey the message that was initially um, one of the agenda. You know, everything is not for everybody, and you can't please 100% of the time. But you can definitely go in there and do the job you were asked to do, and um, if, they will get something out of it. Even if the most the most resistant people tend to walk away with something, they may not tell you, but they do. That's wonderful.
1: Mm-hmm. Have we experienced that in recent periods, right?
4: Um. Yeah. <laughs> well, not me personally, but I've experienced it. Um, as a math leader, you know, some resistance. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, I'm sure you you uh, provided enough tools for the teachers, and they went um, to classrooms and implemented.
4: Yeah. Well, I try to. And, and then I'm also humble enough to say, listen, I don't have all the answers, but let's help. Let's go find the answers that you need together. So, you know, we'll we'll, we'll do that sometimes because sometimes that also helps you bridge the gap sure. um, Team- and build relationships. That's wonderful. Teamwork,
1: you mean? Of course. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So uh, my next question would be, what are some of the things you would like to see added to PDs?
4: like I said time. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of times they just throw stuff in front of us and they don't really give us time to collaborate and pull it apart and and see what we can do with it. They um a lot of times they especially if they're implementing a new curriculum, they just throw it in front of us and they give us bits and pieces of the program and they say, "Okay, now go make magic happen." Yeah. With very little time to sit back and really digest it, um, and think about it and pull it apart and time to collaborate with our colleagues to see what they would do and how they would, you know, how how they see um ways and best implementing certain practices. And I think that does us a disservice. Like I said, a lot of times we're given things two and three days before we have to present it to students and Nowhere, nowhere else in any other profession does that happen, and it really does not work in favor of the students or the teachers. And a lot of times, uh, money is wasted because, as a teacher, if I don't feel confident in the program, I just go back to what I'm used to and what I am confident and comfortable with. So it's like, you pay for this person to come in, or you pay for this company to come and present, and I'm not going to use it until I feel comfortable anyway. That's what. That's the takeaway from, you know, a lot of teachers. Yes. When it comes to professional development too.
1: Yes, that's a, That's interesting that you brought that. Teachers have to feel it. It has to touch uh, like uh, they have to feel it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, that's amazing that you shared. How would you? You if have you ever collected feedback from PDS you provided?
4: Um. I mean informal or In- um, I mean you know not mm, out honestly no, I don't think I mean I've asked informally, well, how did it go, what do you think, and well, you know of some of my colleagues, but um not as a survey or anything, nothing formal. Yes, And a lot of times the feedback is, you know, I have a lot of um, what I call critical friends. So if it was horrible, they would tell me, <laughs> yeah. they would say, listen, um, I think you should try this or maybe next time do that. Um, but for the most part, I've been, I've gotten positive feedback if I had to, you know, lead the professional development. That's wonderful.
1: So you Utilize the uh, feedback from teachers and then make it better for next time. Is that correct? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Have you um, ever seen teachers uh, not happy for not sending them outside? Like um, I know it costs for the district, but have, have you ever heard that, oh, they always give pity here. I want to go outside. Anything, something
4: like that? Um, No, not really. Um, because a lot of teachers feel so overwhelmed with professional development. I know, especially over the last couple of years, because we had so much professional development, we don't want any more. We just, we just don't need any more right now. If it was up to us, We we would much rather have our wellness Wednesdays back, but we understand that, you know, we must continue to grow for the sake of students. But so, I have never heard anyone ne- necessarily complain about not going away um, because our district, well, our district and our administrators, at least the ones I've experienced, have been really good about that. If we really wanted to go to a professional development and it was offered outside of the district or outside of the building, they would try to figure out a way for us to go. That's
1: wonderful. I know you were a math leader and— um, have you seen teachers implementing what you provided given to them, and how do you feel that like when they implement
4: um yeah i've I've experienced that. I feel great, you know, I'm glad that we were able to share my um my mantra is always teamwork makes the dream work, so I mean it feels really good to see my colleagues using some of my ideas or um, creating some of the anchor charts or implementing some of the ways we discussed in our, in our PLCs or professional learning um, centers that is particularly the ones I led. It's like a pat on my back. So I was like, Oh my God, I am doing something pretty good.
1: That's wonderful that you get to see teachers implementing what you've been discussing. Mm-hmm. Do you believe in uh, giving more period to some areas, some Uh, Let's really to some areas?
4: I mean, I believe in balance. Okay. Um, You know, that's all subjective. It all depends on the person, what they're teaching, how much support they need, what areas they need support in. Um, I don't believe in necessarily more or less like that. I think it's a case by case basis. Because of course, new teachers would need a lot of professional development um, and a lot of support, and then, you know, you have some older teachers who need it too. So, it all depends on who they are and where they are in their career. So, uh, you pretty much
1: answered all my questions. And uh, do you have any final thoughts on how a, a good PD should be, or anything regarding teacher professional development?
4: Um, I think, the fir- if, you're, if you're trying to um, create professional development opportunities, Um, ask the teachers what they want. Try to figure out what their interests are. Try to get an idea of um, the different things they would like to implement in their classrooms. Um, I always talk to the teachers. They're on the front line and they have to buy into it. They have to implement it. They have to um, get the results of whatever they turnkey to the students. They have to get the feedback from the students um, through grades or test performance. So why not talk to the people on the front line and see what they want? And if it's within reason mm-hmm. and um, it's affordable, just go for it. That's, that's great that you, you want to hear from
1: teachers. That's wonderful. And we appreciate being with us, Roshanika. Oh, well, thank you. Thank that you, you is, for inviting me. <laughs> thank you so much. And have a wonderful rest of your time.
0: You've been listening to Leadership Matters on WNTI.org, the voice of San University. Thank you very much, Lakshmi, for a wonderful program. And uh, on behalf of my co-host, Fran Gavin, and myself, uh, we will see you next time.